Extreme Anime Radio. It's Extreme Anime Radio's 23rd birthday. As you can see by the cakes flying on the screen, happy birthday to Extreme Anime Radio. It was this day in February 1st, 2001 that uh, Keiichi-san created Keiichi Net Radio, later known as Extreme Anime Radio. And so it's uh, not too often we get to do a live show on the station's birthday, but here we are. I'm JR, welcoming you to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast for February 1st, 2024. And joining me, as per usual, is my partner in crime here on the podcast, Mr. Neff Canuck. Uh, happy belated birthday and happy current birthday. Yes, thank you in both counts. Uh, when you say partner in crime, uh, that makes my, you know, real life job, you know, sort of twitch in the back of my skull. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we so, are on Twitch, so that makes sense. Oh, you're in the tonight. I like it. I like it. So, uh, um, thank you, Liz. Uh, Liz and Brian Karam, uh, I believe they're all in. They'll be joining us when we do our game stream later. And, of course, they've been instrumental as well in Extreme Anime Radio. So, thank you to all of you. And thanks to all of you listeners and you supporters for over the years, whether you've been a supporter for a few months or for... 23 years of XAR's existence or anywhere in between. Certainly, thank you. That's a nice spot to put the graphic. Oh, my goodness. Graphics design is my passion. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> you had to do that, Liz? Oh, my goodness. All right. There, you're back, Neff. You're back. Yes. Yes. I, I see. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, dear. I've been JR bombed. JR bombed. And if you're listening to us right now and you're asking, what are we talking about here? You might want to go to Twitch or YouTube and watch the replay. Twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. Or you can look for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on YouTube. Um, if you are watching us and you want to take the podcast wherever you go on the road, uh, go to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. You can also find us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. And uh, there's another thing that we discovered uh, just recently, Neff. 
on how you can also listen to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And what would that be? That would be Just Ask Siri. Siri, Alexa. Well, we know Siri works 100%. Yes. Alexa, I'm not that confident with yet. <laughs> and of course, the, the, my, my iPhone and iPad went off as that happened. <laughs> That's why you have it on Do Not Disturb. I have it on Do Not Disturb, and I'm still picking it up. It's like ignoring. Like, like she wants to answer. Um, okay, mine didn't do... My watch and my thing didn't do that, so I'm going to you know, put that down to dumb luck. Yes. So if you ask any of those on your smart devices for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, there is a good possibility that you will get it one way or the other. So experiment with that, um, you know, when you're not listening to us and uh, or you want to listen to the show again. It doesn't matter to me, Um, but uh, let us know the results. We'd be interested to see uh, how that comes out. So, wow, 23 years of XAR. Mostly as an anime radio station, and then uh, the last four years as a podcast. And we've been uh, here in this realm uh, since then. Okay, the way you spread your arms out, I'm just going, we've been in this little box for four years. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) But uh, no, we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. We're going to be continuing Apollo Justice uh, when we're done with the podcast. Gosh, Neff, that is a game that has given us, I think you will agree, the greatest difficulty in a starter level in all the Phoenix Wright-themed games we've played. Well, they've definitely ramped up the difficulty with this one, I'm, I'm going to have to say it. But I think they realize that their appealing is to the hardcore. And the hardcores are like, you know, ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp up the difficulty here. Mm, yeah. So... Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney was released on Neff's birthday uh, last week, and we were going to play it the day after his birthday, but uh, lo and behold, we ran into the current chapter of the original Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney that we still haven't finished. Cliffhanger, 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 wash, rinse, repeat. So that pushed the start of us playing Apollo Justice to this past Tuesday, in the final 30 minutes of the Tuesday stream. So we started on the Tuesday stream. We played two hours on the Wednesday stream. And now tonight, when we're done, uh, we're going to do an hour, however long we have. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher. And uh, it's um, and um, if you want to not be spoiled, uh, you can mute us for 10 seconds here. Yes, Phoenix Wright returns in the uh, in the Apollo Justice in a very peculiar situation. That's putting it mildly, not to mention what he's wearing. <laughs> so, um, if you're watching us or listening to us, um, you know, soon after this, our Twitch streams are on for two weeks uh, on replay, so you can watch us begin playing Apollo Justice. It's a game that uh, I think. Uh, a little bit younger than the station is because I think uh, what was the copyright on that game? Two thousand four, I believe so. Yes. So, uh, yeah, very interesting, and uh, to see uh, how that turned out. Hmm. Indeed. But uh, 
So uh, we have XAR's birthday, which we've uh, talked about. And once again, uh, everybody involved from, uh, of course, my co-host Neft, everybody I mentioned, uh, Liz, um, Bree, Karam, and uh, also some of the people who join us, uh, some of our mods, uh, Mika, Keshocho, and Umi joins us from time to time. All the artists and cosplayers who help out with our mascots. And more importantly, you, the viewers and listeners, we thank you. Johnny Debris stopped by for a surprise visit. Oh, I didn't want to have to think about Johnny Debris ever again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and for those of you who are wondering what Johnny Debris refers to, that refers to my time um, when I was uh, out of commission, physically unable to perform, and uh, my time in rehab. Yeah. If you want to look for that uh, replay, I'm sure it's. On, I'm sure we've talked about it on a podcast in the past. Right. So look it up somewhere. I'd say somewhere around the time I got back on the air, which would have been what, uh, uh, late July, August. Right. Right. So yeah. So we'll probably have that at least on the podcasting platform as well. Uh, Sonic Da Boy, now known as Sonic Ya Boy. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Sonic has been. Uh, Long-time supporter as well, I know that. Uh, Bree sending her birthday wishes, so. Uh, but let's talk about your birthday, Neff, because uh, we haven't had a podcast since then. Uh, please tell us about how things went for you on your uh, celebration of another trip around the universe. Well, okay, Here, here's my luck. I had originally planned to go to the hockey game that night with a buddy from I made from rehab. Uh, he calls me three days before, texts me first, and says, uh, sorry, I'm probably out because I got COVID. Yeah. And I'm like going, oh, no. Because he is a bit more medically fragile than most people. So right. for him to get COVID means, you know, he's not going to do so well and he's not going to bounce back so fast. Right. So needless to say, we waited it out till Tuesday when in the morning he's like, nope. Can't do it, can't go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, I am sit at this point sitting on a ticket that is $250 Canadian that I would have to eat and have nobody with me. So I'm like, no, <laughs> I've got to find somebody. And it hits me because I knew there would be one person who'd be available and would jump at the chance for a free ticket because I wasn't going to charge them for it, right? Uh -huh. So I text them. They're like, sure, no problem. Meet you down there at 6 o'clock. So... We get down there. We both come our separate ways. That person from the East End, me from the West End. We meet in the middle at mm. uh, the Scotiabank Arena. All right. And unfortunately, the first problem becomes uh, the gate is outdoors that we have to get in. Not the main gate that's coming from the train station, but it's an outdoor gate. Ooh. And it is coolish, but more problematic. It's raining. Oh, not, not enough to be like wet, wet, but enough to be damp and annoying. And they waited until absolutely six o'clock before opening the door. Oh, boy. So we go through. Unfortunately, it didn't dawn on me to make sure that this other person, when they I sent them the ticket because it's electronic tickets now, made sure that the ticket was available on screen. Mm -hmm. So QS getting shoved off to the side. My ticket goes through. Theirs doesn't, and I have to spend about, you know, five minutes, including hotspotting phones and all this other fun stuff. Yay, technology. And eventually, 
they get through, and then the next problem comes. The metal detectors. Let's just say, um, they gave up with me because I have a little too much in my body at and this point. Something like, I'm going to have to deal with too, yeah. Yeah, except now it's like three separate places, the belt buckle, <laughs> everything. They, they just threw up their hands and said, no, 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 go through, go through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we head up to our perch, which was actually very nice. Uh, you've been there, uh, the 300 yeah. level, the, the accessible seating. Right, the one so that you walk this, in. Yeah, so basically it was this great view of what turned out to be the opposition net for two periods. Mm-hmm. Which is great, because, of course, you want your team in the opposition's area, mm -hmm. right? So it turns out to be a bit of a slog of a game, because both teams basically are very cautious about things, except the hometown team happened to have what I like to call brain farts. One infamous brain fart leads to a two-on-one against our goaltender mm -hmm. that literally was, first guy shoots. It goes through the net, through the crease, but not into the net. Okay. Second guy shoots, and he stops that one too. And we're looking at each other going, this could be a long night. <laughs> and it turned out to be. It ended up going to the extra frames because it was still 0-0 zero, zero at that point. Wow. Or 1-1, one, or one, one, rather. And, of course, it is our favorite, you know, native son, jokingly said, uh, Austin Matthews with the winner. <laughs> and it's like... Okay, there. I like that. You know? Nice. And then the ride home. Now, the funny thing was, I get to the train station and I call an Uber. And notice and I notice there are a few other people standing there and they're like, Yeah, we've been calling Ubers and they've been ditching us. And I'm going, I hope mine doesn't ditch me because you know, I'd like to get home sometime before midnight. Luckily they showed up and you know, smooth sailing as much as can be. And it's like, okay, that was great. And now I remember why I don't go to hockey games as much as I used to, because that was quite expensive. Yeah. <laughs> including a $20 can of beer. $20 Canadian. Wow. 20 Canadian for 710 milliliters, which is, I think, 26 ounces. Oh, boy. And they, they, they poured in a cup for you. No. Now, here's the thing. They left it in the can. And I'm thinking, great. But they opened the can. Oh, yeah. That, so, here, that, yeah. <laughs> so here I'm trying to balance the can, trying to walk back to my seat and not drop the can, the peanuts that I bought with the, with the, with the beer and my cane and just, okay, do not fall down. It would really suck to fall down inside the, the arena because, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the good news is in that level, the folding chairs they give you, you know, they're nice and cushy. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the cheaper seats, where I call those the WWE specials. <laughs> where there's basically no padding, and just if you got whacked with it, yeah, it would hurt. Yeah. And if you sit in it, it hurts worse. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, go ahead. And I was going to say, and, you know, there were a lot of birthday greetings, and thank you all very much, who, those who did, uh, did send greetings. And it's a reminder that, you know, it's a funny little world, but it's a world we all share together. Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, many happy returns to you. Um, I had a good uh, time with my mom. We celebrated her birthday because her birthday is the same as Neff's birthday, the twenty fourth of January. So we did the things that she loves to do, which is go to Denny's for breakfast and then go to Red Lobster for the lunch slash dinner, which was very very nice. 
I can I can remember going to Denny's and eating the breakfast there and going, I don't think I want food for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then uh I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I got her one of her favorite dessert items. Key lime pie shipped from Miami. Hmm. And yeah, I think you mentioned it because you mentioned the dry ice, and I and again I'm just going <laughs> oh. I, I wouldn't want to touch anything that's been around dry ice because with my luck, you know, burn. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, no, the best deal I could get, you know, and the shipping isn't cheap. Uh, so I ordered uh, the key lime pie, and it was shipped from a Miami chain of bakeries called Fireman Derrickson Miami. Very, very popular down in Miami. And uh, so, yes, they, sh- they ship it on a box. Inside the box is a big... Um, metal wrapping material well not metal but you know metal colored and then you open it up and there's the the pie sitting sandwiched in between the dry ice so uh we take it and freeze it and then we let it thaw before we serve okay now again i i'm just putting it through my head and i'm going okay that much dry ice that must have been a heck of a thing to ship Oh yeah, and it and it shipped overnight from Miami, so overnight. <laughs> was it was it FedEx? FedEx overnight. Ah, I was gonna say because it would only only be one of the big ones. Or no, I'm sorry. Back. UPS. UPS overnight. Cause uh they flew uh, it they flew it from the the way they typically do it for, for in our case, they fly it from Miami to Philadelphia and then they truck it to New York City. Okay, that seems a little bizarre why wouldn't they just fly it straight to new york city uh there are no direct flights on ups from that location going to new york city um they go to one of the hubs so like philadelphia louisville chicago that sort of thing so going up the east coast overnight it's easier to go to i guess philadelphia that way so nah I was, okay so i'm just trying to think and i'm going okay okay right i mean it's just just see, it just seems a lot of a long way to go for a pie, but if it's a good pie, right? What uh, if it's FedEx? Uh, they'll they'll fly it to like usually to Tennessee and then over to JFK for in my case, uh, where my, where my location is in New York City. But if it's a slower shipment from FedEx, they'll f- often fly it to Newark, which is on the other side of Manhattan, and then truck it over. So. As long as they meet the the arrival deadline, you know, it's good. And now today we have another item and that is the king cake from New Orleans. The king cake. Does that yes. refer to its size or uh, does that refer to its ingredients? Uh I would say a little bit of both. Um it's it's supposed to last for a while if you freeze it. But uh yes, it's like a dough confection that uh, is popular during Mardi Gras. So you um, you have it after the Epiphany up until, you know, when Mardi Gras ends, which is the day before Ash Wednesday. And this year, Ash Wednesday also happens to fall on Valentine's Day. So yes, when us Catholics start Lent is when we're also wishing our Valentines a happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's... <laughs> That's that's a bit of cross purposes right there. <laughs> Which means on Valentine's Day I have to fast 
and abstain from meat if I want to be a, a good religious person? Well, it could be worse. Um, I'll be having a medical procedure in a couple of weeks where I have to do the same thing. Oh. And it's like... It's like they gave me the list of instructions and what I can and can't eat in the week before this procedure. Not even the week, the day before. The week before, I have to be careful. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, come on. You're kidding. So basically, by the time I hit day before the procedure, I'm, wa I'm on water and broth. The water and broth. It's that time again, folks, and that's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is, as soon as I finish the procedure, the first thing I'm probably going to do is order the biggest bowl of ramen I can find and just chow down. Because I'm uh, hungry. Go, go, go nearby to Red Lobster. You can have a, a seafood feast over there if you want. Yeah, but I will not be in any condition to get it. So it will <laughs> be delivered, and I'm not sure how they deliver Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, that would be uh, that would be a good thing. Uh, when I went to uh, Red Lobster with my mother, I tried the seafood um, special, any three types. So I what did I have? The um, the regular f breaded uh, butterfly shrimp, the coconut shrimp, and I also had uh, a new style shrimp that they served, which is like uh, sea salt and lemon basted. Which was pretty interesting. Yeah. That's it. That seems to be actually, when you say sea salt, that seems to be the new thing now. Instead of using regular iodized salt, everyone's right. using sea salt because it's supposedly right. healthier. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh, they they cook it with the sea salt and the and the lemon, and then they sort of bread it so that everything's contained within. That is pretty um, pretty convenient. The fact that you know the lemon's already there. And uh, gives it the little sourness it needs. So, hmm, sounds interesting. Oh yeah, um, but yes, we had a wonderful time, and uh, now we're gonna enjoy the king cake. So, um, I, <laughs> salt and lemons. Thank, thank you, Liz, for the lemon emoji. <laughs> but uh, like I, didn't I know we had that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, king cake we have in the fridge right now. Um, if it's in the fridge, it's good for, you know, five days or something like that. We're going to start getting into it tomorrow. Uh, but my nephew and godson's coming over. And uh, I think our plan is to let him decorate the king cake. Because what we do is you have icing you put on the king cake. And then you put um, sprinkles on the king cake uh, of three different colors of sugar. And that uh, those three colors sort of represent different things, and it, it escapes me right now. So, uh, but Ooh. I did speak to Umi, cosplayer and um, frequent uh, guest uh, here on the podcast and on our streams, extraordinaire, who's also supported us for a long time. We love you, Umi. Thank you. Um, yes, she is from the area where they're doing the Mardi Gras. And, uh, yes, I asked her for a few suggestions. And, uh, well, this happened to be um, a brand that is sold through PJs, which is the uh, provider that I go to sometimes for my coffee. So, of course, I think this was uh, the perfect fit in that respect. Hmm. You are truly a man of varied taste when it comes to food, I must say. <laughs> 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in Japan. We have uh, Sumo, 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 and a brand new uh, promotion of uh, Kotonowaka to the second highest rank of Ozeki. It was a very thrilling tournament, despite the fact there were a lot of wrestlers in the top division who pulled out with various injuries, uh, shoulder, uh, ACL, meniscus, that sort of thing. Uh, micro pig cafes. <laughs> yeah, this is something that Liz uh, showed me uh, yesterday. Uh, the, the various animal cafes in uh, Japan. Uh, so I'm going to get to that uh, in a moment, uh, Liz. But um, yes, we have a brand new promotion. Kota Nowaka was in, promo in contention for the Emperor's Cup. Um, and unfortunately, the the tournament went to a playoff and he lost to the top-ranked Yokozuna, the Mongolian Tero no Fuji. But um, as a consolation, Kota Nowaka uh won 33 matches in his last three tournaments so each tournament's 15 days you're in the top division that means you're in 15 matches so he was uh 33 out of 45 uh so if you hit that threshold um in a high ranked position in in the sumo ladder then you get promoted um and then two people from the sumo association come to your stable and there's this whole formal ceremony uh, you know, the wrestler sits with his stable master and the stable master's wife, and across from them are the two people from the sumo association sent to convey the news. They convey the news, and then the, he has to give like a the customary speech to um say that he will respect the rank that he is given. The same thing happens to Yokozuna when they get promoted as well. But that's that will be every Ozeki's goal is to become a Yokozuna. Um, I mentioned this, of course, because this being a year since Bri and I went to Japan, we went to a sumo tournament in Tokyo, which was fun. And um, yes, uh, sumo is something that we're still following. But uh, yes, um, sumo is just a reminder, Nev, about the various traditions that still exist in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's one of those sports that, you know, with its long history, and it's very interesting because as the world progresses and sumo relatively stays, you know, constant, it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, interesting. Yep. Because as we all know, most major sports have evolved in certain ways, you know, over time. Right, but right. As far as I know, sumo has not evolved in any particularly big way, except maybe the use of video cameras, et cetera, to deal with uh, situations of, is someone, has someone gone out? They both go at the same time, right? Those, right. those, those sort of things. Oh, yes, but uh, Liz wants me to talk about the Micro Pig Cafe. So, you've heard the news in Japan over various years various animal and pet cafes pop up. Um, there is a question, uh, of course, about uh, safety, which has been raised in the news as well, but um. Yes, um, I told Liz that I was tempted to visit an animal cafe. Um, I want to say there was an animal cafe that had puppies. Um, and this was in oh, Kurashiki. So this is in central Japan. It's actually um, a few cities over from where Bree and I went because Bree and I went to Okayama um, and went to the Okayama Garden, uh, 
I think it's called Korakuen. And uh, yes, a part of the uh, part of the things that has uh, Kurashiki's very historical town. Um, they have um, overnight lodgings there, some of the historical buildings there, or the older buildings, so you can enjoy, you know, traditional accommodations there. And um, I noticed that this was not too far from a stand where I actually um, they had a croquette stand where you can have various uh, croquettes, a potato croquette and a meat croquette, and I had which were absolutely delicious. But no, this was uh, this was a dog cafe um, that you could go in and, I guess, interact with the puppies. Um, but a lot of a animal cafes are around Japan, and Liz shows me a link to the Me Pig Cafe. I, I, I hope I said that right. Or it could be the My Pig Cafe, my being short for micro. My Pig Cafe... The very first and only one in Japan where you can meet micro pigs. So mm. small pigs uh, that you can interact with in the cafe. And uh, they have, I looked at the, uh, the listing here. I believe they have like about 10 locations all around Japan. They have Harajuku, Meguro, um, and then you have... Uh, Hiroshima, Sapporo, Kyoto, Nagoya, Fukuoka, Osaka. <laughs> so I believe we've discovered um, what Liz would want to check out if she had the opportunity to go to Japan one day. Okay, all I can think of when you say like a micro pig cafe, I'm going, great. Little bits of bacon running around the room. Oink, oink, oink. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I've actually never heard of. Now, I've heard of pet cafes with kittens and, like, the pups that I just mentioned. But there are also uh, monkey cafes. There are also owl cafes. And I think uh, the owl cafes were some of the ones that I read a little bit more about in the news uh, not only because they were unique, but also because of uh, some of the legal issues that uh, they're proposed to have come up over there. Um, but yes, uh, they still exist, and and, and I would say that uh, if they're well regulated, then uh, I think it's uh, it'll be a good, uh, interesting, and very very unique part of Japan to check out. Okay, all I can think of when you said owl cafes and, you know, there's trouble, like, legally, I'm going, who gives a hoot? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I had to go there. You know, I'm sorry. You gave me a softball. I'm going to crank that softball right over the wall. No stopping. Uh, when is spring training again? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, you know, when we do the stream here later, I'm going to ask Liz about that, so remind me. Okay. All right. Um... So that's what I've been paying attention to. Um, so uh, a few other things, uh, nothing very um, specific. Uh, you know, the usual politics and uh, the usual Japan uh, maintaining its monetary easing uh, while we keep our interest rates uh, flat, which means still it's probably a good time to go to Japan now because when our interest rates start falling then the yen is probably going to start getting stronger again. Yeah, I was going to say, that, but the problem is that depending on the fundamentals underneath, I don't think the interest rates will be going down for some time. 
Mm. Especially not in Canada because A, we have to keep the Canadian dollar from coming to the Canadian peso, and B, we got to put a bit of a, a damper on the real estate market, which is still kind of bananas. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, before we get into uh, our snack tasting, because this is another part of the show where we say, uh, this is how we're going to celebrate Extreme Anime Radio's 23rd birthday by tasting Japanese food. Uh, let's see. Anime. I just watched one episode of um, uh, the new Momotsume, so I think Bri and I have like three or four episodes to go. Um, I did see something that I posted, I think, in our Discord. Uh, NHK, the top four grossing movies in Japan of 2023 are all animated movies. Um, the first one being uh, the new Slime Dunk, uh, which supposedly uh, is a wrap-up of the anime from decades ago. Um, the second one being the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, the third one... Um, I want to say it's either Detective Conan or Professor Layden. I would have to go back into the Discord. I don't want to do that now because then that would mess everything up here on the stream. But then uh, the fourth one is Miyazaki's film. And I'm, well, I'm a little bit surprised uh, that Miyazaki's film would be fourth and not first. But then again, on the other hand, Miyazaki's film wasn't as advertised as his other films. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Miyazaki films, he'll have his hardcore audience, but if you're trying to get in the the occasionals, like you like to call it, you have to give it you have to give them something or a reason to actually, you know, uh right. want to come see it. Right. No, I don't think uh, there's apparently another Godzilla film, Godzilla minus 1. No, that didn't make it. <laughs> oh, yes, the giant radioactive lizard folks. <laughs> but anyway, Neff, um Tell us a little bit about maybe one uh, anime or manga that you've been paying attention to this last time. Okay, um, I've actually stumbled on this one because uh, there were uh, various stills from it on the Reddits that I tend to tend to congregate at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farron, Beyond the Journey's End. I'm probably mispronouncing the name of the main character. I do apologize. But it asks a very simple question with a very complicated answer. What happens after the journey ends in this case you are part of a party you defeat the big bad and then what Hmm. especially when you are an elf because elves as we know in literature are said to have very long lives right so the companions you had your journey with are not elves Hmm. so they will age some of them are human so they'll age as humans do there is a dwarf who doesn't age as fast as a as a human, but ages you know less th- more than a, than a than an elf. So this character is Farron is basically I think trying to learn how to appreciate life mm-hmm. because for that for her it's sort of like you know I she says look ten years for me is nothing, and yet for us for example ten years is a very long time. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to learn, I think, a bit about, you know, that difference that, you know, hey, wait a minute here. There's more to life than just, you know, passing time. Interesting. Yeah, I started with the manga. Uh, It's available on the Viz app. If you uh, pay for the weekly subscription service, you can uh, 
our monthly subscription service rather you can read the weekly chapters i've started all the way back from zero um my try i'm gonna try and pick the anime up at some point maybe while i'm off the last two weeks of february uh i might even try starting it the day of my medical procedure because i will be half you know uh knocked out <laughs> so it might make it a very trippy anime to watch all right interesting well uh Yes, uh, the more I think about uh, life, the more I think about, yeah, I just want to keep spreading my wings and uh, discovering the rest of the world because, uh, well, we're not astronauts. <laughs> yeah, astronauts tend to have a rather uplifting view of life. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so now we get to uh, our um, tongue, well, I was going to say tongue twisting, taste testing um, section. And um, we're going to uh, each go over a few snacks here. Now, I have my snack box, and Nev has the Japanese uh, box that I got him for his birthday. So, Nev, why don't you uh, show us uh, your wares first in general, and then I'll show mine. Okay, I'll have to take off my headphones to go grab it. I'll be right back. Okay. So, I tell you what, while he does that, um, I will mention to you... Uh, that if you... Oh, no, wait, he's back. He, it didn't take him long at all. No, I was, I I was going to do the closing commentary, but you, you came right back. Okay. Sorry, I didn't think it would... I didn't think I'd be that fast, but apparently I'm hungry. <laughs> um, let me see if I can hold this up so that you can see it. Uh, let's see here. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I just laugh because I'm looking at this bag of stuff, and I'm going, compared to the boxu boxes, etc., this seems a little less well packaged, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm looking at this going, oh dear. I mean, there is a best before date on uh, this bag of stuff. And there is what I think is a card or two that explains, you know, what's in here. Yes. Now, the op how you open this thing, I, I thought I saw an op a way to open it without, you know, making a mess. I mm -hmm. think there is a way. I just have to find it again. Find the notch. Find the notch, she says. No, I thought there was actually a a um, yes, there is. It's actually a, a, a sealed package. Okay. Where you can, in theory, rese rese reseal it. I say in theory because, unfortunately, with me, that's not going to happen. It's just going to be, you know, <laughs> torn open, and there you are. So hold on, I have to move this over a bit. No worries, no worries. So what Neff has is a bag of dagashi, and dagashi, um are basically um, small, uh, what they call penny candy in Japan. And they're actually an important part of Japanese culture, the penny candies, um, because that's how, um, you know, a lot of the candies were made back, you know, growing up over the years, um, you know, as, as the years went by, if you will. So, uh, yes, penny candies. Um, so... You know, the, this is an assortment that you can get, and uh, very, very unique. And, uh, and the fact that they're small means that uh, they'll be able to last for quite a while. All right. Okay, Nef there's some actually some interesting extras in this thing as well. Almost, Liz, yeah. And one of them is a trading card. Okay. The back says Shogun Candy. <laughs> And the front looks like a Pokemon card, I think. 
Okay. Let, let's see if you can see this. I'm not sure if you can. Let's see. Almost, this, yeah. What is, who is that? I have no idea. Because <laughs> the card itself... Let's see. Is it in Japanese or is it just... Okay. Uh, let's see. Discard this... Hi, hi, Hiroku. Hiroku? Okay. A zero-point card with 100%... 100 uh, attack points and 1,500 defense points. Hmm. Interesting. There's a, uh, there's a character called... Um, uh, oh, it could be H-E-R-O-K-U. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, no. H-I-R-U-K-O. Hiruko. Hiruko. Okay. Yes, folks, my Japanese is yikes. Okay. Well, Hiruko is uh, not see. a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Hiruko is a Pokemon character. Yeah, okay. And let's see the sticker from the company. All right. Uh, Shogun Candy, Japanese Happy Snacks. Nice. Well, if they were sad snacks, I'd be very depressed. Okay. And, oh, yes, they have... Oh, yes, they do have a sort of... Um... Uh, Roadmap, if you will. All right. I'm not sure that it actually... Uh, yeah, it doesn't tell me all of them. It tells me some of them, and it says, let's mm -hmm. check other snacks from our website. Oh. And gives, you a, and gives you a QR code. Okay. Okay, well. Let's see. Now, I'm curious to see, because it also tells you whether or not the card you got was rare or not. So let's see if this card... Oh, this card's a normal card. Okay. There are two rare cards. I mean, I'll try to hold this up and see if you can see it. Let's see here. Okay. See. Interesting. See. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is interesting. Tagashi candy, 30 pieces. All right. So as you choose, I'm going to hold up my box. And this is the Sakurako box for the, uh, I believe it's for January. And uh, it has um, a... Tory Gate that looks pretty familiar if you know about Japanese landmarks. So this is a picture of Itsukushima Shrine in Miyajima. This is also known as the Floating Tory Gate because um, this is off of uh, Miyajima, which is near Hiroshima. And uh, when the tide is low, um, you can walk up to the uh, Tory Gate uh, on you know on land from the uh, adjoining island but when it's high tide then you know there's no way you can get there anymore and it seems like uh it's just floating in the water so uh this box is a, a collaboration this month with the hiroshima prefectural government and hiroshima shinkin ginko hiroshima shinkin bank so mm. Okay, I found one that um, caught my eye. Puku Puku Tai. Puku Puku Tai. Yes. Cute takoyaki-shaped chocolate candy, the fluffy texture of the airy chocolate and the crispy texture of the mono monoka monokai mm -hmm. monoka are a delightful lucky if you find a heart-shaped monokai. Hmm. So we'll show you the actual... Packaging first. Oh, Tayaki, cool. Almost. Okay. Almost. Now, let's see here. Hmm. Now comes the fun part. Trying to open this thing without actually, you know, doing damage to it. I mean, 
they, they they give you what looks like a method to open it, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe if I hold it on this end. The other option, of course, is just do this. There we go. All right. Brute force. <laughs> Brute force is my friend. There we go. Ooh, it comes in a it comes in a protective container so that the takoyaki does not get smashed to smithereenies. Oh, cool. Thin plastic, but it worked. All right. Let me just see now if I can open this package without having an accident. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Come on. Here, fishy, 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 fishy. <laughs> what else do you expect me to say? <laughs> okay. Now, let's see. Here we are with a takoyaki fish. Nice. A rather large ta one. Takoyaki. Ta 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 thank you. Yep. Okay. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to dig in. Go ahead. Hmm. Very nice. The chocolate is as advertised, light and airy. Oh. The outer shell is quite crispy and quite flaky, literally. Oh, dear. But, uh, hmm. Hmm. Oh, that is nice. There it now. is. <laughs> fish, fish emote. <laughs> fishy, fish, fish, fish. <laughs> All mm. right. So. Uh, we know the scale, uh, blech, meh, eh, no, it's blech, meh, eh, yay, woohoo. That's what it is. Whoops. Uh-oh. Yikes. I just made a mess. Uh-oh. Oh, well. It should be okay. I'll clean it up later. Okay. Cool. What I is your rating, sir? I'll give this a woohoo, and I do have to grab a towel because the mess is moving uh oh all right i will be right back sure so you know what while while i um while he takes care of that i'm gonna go ahead with my um my item over here uh so we have our catalog over here and this is new year's in hiroshima how about that with all the fireworks and there's the uh floating uh story gate that's on the box which is cool and of course this being sakurako you have to uh, read the box, um, read the box uh, manual or guide uh, the wrong way. So you start with the right and go to the left. Uh, seasons greeting Sakurako family. So we're going to see. Uh, we have some interesting tidbits about Hiroshima here, and some about the manufacturers. Ooh, let's see. Tomoeya Kionobu, crafting joy through tradition. Originally a family-run temple, uh, path was forged by many unexpected turns in the aftermath of World War II. As people saw its refuge in the temple, they were offered simple yet comforting delight. Roasted rice cakes prepared on a portable charcoal stove. Ooh. This unassuming beginning laid the foundation for a remarkable journey into the world of Japanese confections. So I see... Uh, ooh, yes. I'm going to look for the specific item then here let's see what it is going to be page eight the miyajima cocoa cookie savor the timeless delight of this miyajima cocoa cookie 
Sandwiches, cocoa cream between delicate egg crackers. Celebrated for five decades, it has become a cherished souvenir of Hiroshima. Pair as well with tea and coffee. Well, I won't be able to do that because I have a bottle of water right here. Okay, so I'm going to find this particular snack. And uh, let's see here. I have to dig into the box and try to find Here we are. Sometimes they give you two snacks. Oh, and look, Nev. I also mm -hmm. got a Taiyaki. How about that? <laughs> Yours is a bit smaller. Yeah, right? But I'm going to go ahead and, and try this uh, traditional snack from the region here. So here's the wrapper. Mm -hmm. And it has uh, a picture of uh, more of Itsukushima Temple over there. So. Hmm. Let's uh, see if we can oh, uh, open this up. Messy, Neff? Just a titch. Not to mention the mess I made. <laughs> but luckily, I had a towel ha handy. Here we go. Here's a nice cracker. And it has the cocoa cream in the middle. So I am going to grab mm. a plate so I don't make uh, uh, too much of a mess. And we'll see how this is. Oh, dear. You still eating okay. on your, you still, still eat on your taiyaki there? Yeah, there's still one, one tail to go. So you can <laughs> say it's a, t a tale of two cities. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and eat my cracker. All right. Oh! Hmm. You know what this kind of reminds me of? What would that be? The Galfrey character... Um, crackers they sell them in japan they used to they used to sell them you might have seen them Neff, when you visited and visited mitsua because they still had the um they had the stand there when you were there yeah that actually sounds familiar right so it's these characters with a it's these crackers with a pattern on it and it sounds with a filling in between almost the same oh nice I'm going to give this a yay. I think it's a reminisce back to the wonderful times when I had the Galfrey cookies. All right. So unfortunately, Nev, because of the time, I'm just going to ask you to, to choose one more item, okay? Okay, now, I don't think I can actually look at the map because the map is now soaked, soaked in my beverage of choice. So oh, I'm no. Going, I'm literally going to go in blind. Let's see what we got here. Okay. This one, this one appeals to me just because A, it sounds weird, and B, what the heck? Cheese Zack. Yes, I'm going to guess it is cheese related. There is what looks like a ripoff of a very famous uh, cheese snack uh, mascot in the North American sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks younger and more like a more like a cat as opposed to a cheetah. So let's see here. Oh, I can definitely smell cheese. Now, if this doesn't say cheese to you, <laughs> oh my, indeed. And so let us see how cheesy it is. Hmm. Light and airy outside, mm -hmm. and has 
a very thin layer of cheese inside. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's very nice. It definitely gives us a yay. Oh, cool. Hmm. So sometimes we get those savory snacks and uh, whatever we get. But I think, Neff, um, uh, in your honor, I'm just going to have my taiyaki as well. <laughs> All right. This comes from Osaka. Uh, this has, uh, let's see. This has the traditional sweet, sweet bean paste filling. And at Mitsua, they also make, like, they also make these fresh. So. Hmm. Yes, this taste test is getting awfully cheesy. Oh. Uh, the most important thing, do not eat this part right here. <laughs> yeah, Silic the no. silica gel. No, you don't eat the silica gel. Bad things will happen. This is what my fish looks like. A lot smaller and cuter. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, this certainly tastes like that. Hmm. This is also a yay. Oh, and look how um, look how thick the filling is in there too. The bean paste. Oh my god, that's that is filling. Let me show you again here. Yeah. In every sense of the word. <laughs> Ooh. Bree mentions umaibo. So the umaibo are the are the 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 crunch sticks, the you know the big crunchy sticks. Oh, like you mean? Uh, let me see. I think I have one in here. Uh oh. I I have a couple of those. Well, no, I'm not gonna eat anymore. I'm gonna be good. <laughs> because no, I can't eat that much anymore. It's like oh dear. If you have it, let let me see what you have. Just we'll we'll, we'll take a look real quick. Okay, let's see. As I said, I thought I saw a big run. Oh, there it is. It is possible. That's is it. it this? Yep. Yeah. What? I uh, wonder what flavor that is. Um, is it all? See. It's all in Japanese, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Huh. I don't know. Although it does show an explosion. Oh, then it might be spicy. You know what? In for a penny, in for a pound. Let's try it out. <laughs> so, folks, this may end with a bang, literally, of me, <laughs> of me fainting after I eat this. Okay, let's see. So, um, Bree, check real quick. Uh, I don't know if you can or anybody else. Umaibo, and it looks like it's a purple wrapper, right? Yep. It is a big cheese stick. Hmm. Well, so far I'm not burning. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Hmm. hmm. No burning here. Cool. Yes, very. Oh. Does it? Oh boy! Does it have like a? Does it have like a seafood flavor to it? 
Not really. At least not that I recognize. Yes. Because apparently what you just had, the purple label, uh, corroborated mm -hmm. by Brian Karam, is spicy Pollock Row. Well, I can tell you if if this is if this is their version of spicy, I don't mind. Really? <laughs> because, no, I've ha I've had some Japanese candy where it says spicy, and I'm dying as soon as I you know put the first <laughs> bit down my throat. No, this is nice. Oh, cool! I'm glad you enjoyed that, and uh, yes, a brief taste test to celebrate Extreme Anime Radio's 23rd birthday. Um, it being the top of the hour now, uh, we're going to. Uh, wrap up the show, move on to Apollo Justice, and uh, quite possibly on our future podcast, we can go over anything else you've tried from your snack collection. Hope you enjoy the rest, Neff, and again, uh, season's greetings and happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, thank you for the present. It was very tasty. Yep. Um, so let's go to the uh, closing commentary, as long as I click the correct link here. Here's the closing commentary for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on Extreme Anime Radio, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. To do that, you can go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio, and you'll find links to our Facebook account, our X account, our Instagram account, our Twitch server, our, our Discord server, rather, our Twitch streams, and our YouTube channel, and don't forget, archive versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. Now, on the occasion of Extreme Anime Radio's birthday, I once again want to say thank you to everybody who's um, given their support uh, through thick and thin, whoever you are. Uh, I mentioned at the, uh, at the beginning of the show, thank you again. Uh, yeah, um, Umaibo are kid snacks, so it shouldn't be too spicy. Yeah, I think Bree has a point there. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I that's perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I've tried a few of those along with her. Those are those are nice go-to snacks. There, Don Quixote has a lot of them for cheap. So go back to Don Quixote. You're all set. <laughs> that's all we have to do. We got We got to fly to spend our money, fly to Japan for three days, ra raid Don Quixote, and then come back to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. That's a plan. <laughs> um, no, I did want to say something here uh, before we go off the air here. Um, our supporter role on our Discord, we're going to be loosening the qualifications for supporter. It used to be you had to spend a certain threshold, um, at a certain threshold to get access to the supporter role. But now um, we're going to expand that. So now anybody who contributes in some sort of way uh, um, through financial, excuse me, burping with the food, anybody who contributes financially, um, whatever it is, through a Discord boost or a subscription to our podcast or to a subscription on, um, or I should say, a... Um, it's not a follow, uh, it is a subscription on Twitch. So any of those, no matter how much you pay, you're going to be a supporter in the Discord. So I'm going to implement that probably this weekend. Uh, hopefully around the time maybe that um, we um, put the podcast up. And then um, we'll just reevaluate re the supporter roles on a monthly basis. 
there are probably automated ways to do that, but uh, you know, I, I'm cheap, so I'll just do it manually uh, at the beginning of every month. And uh, yes, any contribution, whatever it is, low or high, any contribution via um, our podcasting platform or Discord or on Twitch will get you the boost uh, to the supporter role um, in our Discord. So we'll try to keep you involved up there with uh, more uh, dedicated content. Um, probably maybe we'll release uh, some art to you before we publish it to everybody else. So hopefully we'll bring you some more perks as a supporter. We'll be updating the uh, the information on our Discord in the days to come. So, um, Neff, any final thoughts from you? I mean, we'll hear from you again when we do the stream of Apollo Justice, but uh, for this podcast, uh, any remarks you'd like to share for XAR's birthday? Well, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I've been a part of it for a quite a long time now. But I'm always amazed at the support and love we get through thick and thin, um, from the earliest days of Lie 365 and before that Lie to where we are now. Wow. <laughs> one, once and again, we, I have to say thank you, one and all. You've supported us, you've loved us, and we love you back. And uh, I share Neff's sentiments. Uh, we can't do what we do without you guys. So thank you all so much um, for what you do to. Keep us running. A lot of uh, a lot of you uh, support what we do. We certainly appreciate it. So, until the next time we meet on the podcast, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening, and remember... Whoop, I'm looking out for the Extreme Radio Twitch streams, and don't forget, archive versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time. <laughs>